You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hey friends, we're here with Heidi King, the Deputy Administrator of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to combat texting while you drive. Heidi, tell us more about the National Texting Enforcement Campaign. You drive, you text, you pay. You Drive, You Text, You Pay is the National High Visibility Enforcement and Awareness Campaign that supports law enforcement's amplified efforts to combat texting while driving. Why is distracted driving so dangerous? Because text messaging requires drivers to take their eyes off the road, their hands off the wheel, and their mind off driving. It is perceived by many to be the most dangerous distraction on our roadways. Please join the conversation about the consequences of texting while driving by using and following the hashtag JustDrive. Thank you, Heidi. While April is the National Distracted Driving Awareness Month, please resist the urge to drive distracted year-round. For more information, visit nitsa.gov distraction. That's nhtsa.gov distraction. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to match week 33 in the Premier League. Now, it was a light weekend because of the FA Cup. It was FA Cup semi-final weekend, and we'll get to that a little later in the show. But the Premier League tie race continues to be fascinating for everybody. Um, Manchester City and Liverpool Football Club, the two outstanding teams really in the Premier League this season. So it's a great time to welcome a guest a good friend of the show, Steve Nicholl, um, former Liverpool player, of course. It's going to take me a few, a few seconds here just to go through what he's done in the game because it's important to, to tell everybody. So Liverpool legend playing for the club from 81 to 1994. That's 13 years. Five-time champion of English football, like the Premier League title, the first division as it was back then. And a member of the Liverpool squad that last won the league title in 1990. Um, such a long time ago now, of course. Three-time FA Cup champion, 1984 European Cup winner as well. Uh, 89 Football Writers Association Footballer of the Year and member of the 1986 World Cup squad for Scotland. So we all know, we all know, but everybody's got to know. Wow, wow. What a I tremendous mean, a tremendous guy we have on our Got on good our, value our for money for that $1,000 though, Bob. Good value, Good value for yeah, money. Good value. And um, we've got to start with Liverpool, guys, haven't we? We've got to start with Liverpool. Southampton on Friday. Southampton won Liverpool 3. Uh, they continue to find a way to win. They continue to grind. Um, probably the most important part of this game is Mohamed Salah. He's such a good player and he's had a bit of a, a difficult run in terms of scoring goals. Steve, how important is it that Mo Salah scored and needs to score if Liverpool are going to win the title? Well, I, th I think it's huge and I think the reason is because of the way Liverpool is set up. Um, you know, you look at Liverpool and the three in the middle... And I think most people understand that, you know, Klopp's, Klopp's favourite three is, is Wijnaldum, Henderson and Milner. Now, the three guys are, most they're workers. Mm. You know, they're, they're not guys that are going to thread the needle for a pass to make a goal. They're not guys that are going to score a goal. Or they're certainly not expected to. And so that means that the burden on Liverpool is the front three. They, they have to be the goal scorers. Salah, Firmino. Uh, and obviously Mane and, and of course 
you know, Salah going through such a tough period, it really was on the other two. And and the problem I have is that as great as they are, um, and as great as Mo Salah has been for not only last season but the first part of this season, that's a lot on the shoulders. And and when we look at the Premier League title, you look across at Manchester City, and they not only have the front three, whether it's Sane or Sterling or Aguero or Jesus or Mares, but they also have players in the middle of the park, the likes of David Silva um, and Kevin De Bruyne, who can do multiple things as far as attacking-wise. And, 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 and when I say that, I mean they can thread a pass and they can score goals. And so Manchester City right now have more players who are going to put the ball in the back of the net or make a pass in order for the ball to end up in the net. I think that's where, unfortunately, Liverpool are up against it. You know, and having just those three up front and having Salah not being at his best, that that means there's a lot of pressure on the on the front. Well, the front too, if if you think Salah is struggling. So that's why Manchester City are favourites. Stevie, we've obviously just come through the game. Musty and I have been talking every week. We analyse and and look at two teams and kind of try and work out why one might be slightly ahead of the others. And you've made the point with City, more creativity, maybe more more goals across the teams. But Musty has been strong on saying, don't get enough goals from midfield. Got two in this game, by the way. Naby Keita got his first. Jordan Henderson came on and, and got an important third to, to calm the nerves. Mo Salah got the uh, important goal. And I think as much as the goal, it was about the moment for Mo Salah. Mo Salah needed a moment. We haven't had one for a little while. And I think that will boost his confidence, no, no doubt. Now, it's interesting because you're a Liverpool man through and through. We, we, you, you've won plenty of things at the football club. It almost seems this year, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but people are, are finding reasons why Liverpool won't win this title almost more than saying why they can win the title I mean they've lost one game all season Man City uh, have lost four they've got a better um, defensive record that, that, than, than Man City usually those are things that, that whoever loses the least game whoever concedes the least goals generally goes on to win the title but there still seems to be a little bit of, of apprehension that people going strong that Liverpool can do it now is that because for 29 years, it's not happened before, so we, we've got nothing to go back to. Is that because City are so strong, or, or there is, there just, is there just this sort of nervousness about the last sort of uh, five, six games of the season that, that Liverpool just won't be able to see it through? Well, it's a lot of things. You know, to win the league, you have to be consistent throughout the, throughout the, throughout the year. Um, and, and the difference, in my opinion, between Liverpool right now and Manchester City right now when it's at the business end of the season, is consistency. And the reason Liverpool are feeling good now is because they're pulling results out, Mm. but that's not really how you want to do it. You want to be in a position where you're dominating games and making things comfortable for yourself. You know, you look at Jordan Henderson, uh, Mm -hmm. who scored at the weekend, and you you saw that nervous energy. Mm. Now, when you're playing with that sort of nervous energy, that kills your legs. And Manchester mm. City right now are just flowing. And that makes it easier. So Liverpool are, as much as they're getting results, they're struggling to get results. That's not what you want to be doing at this time of the year. Yes, it's important that you win games, mm. but I think 
considering the fact that Liverpool are in the Champions League, considering the fact that they're huge favourites to beat Porto means more games. Mm. And so when you constantly up against it and the pressures are on you physically that affects you and and Manchester City right now don't really seem to have too much of a problem they're 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 just flowing along and winning games and scoring goals and and you can see the outcome of the game very early whereas Liverpool you know you're kind of on the edge of your seat all the time and so that that really that really at this time of the year, is not what you want to, want to be doing. You want to be winning games and being in a comfortable position. And Liverpool right now are not comfortable uh, because they're not performing particularly particularly well. Yes, they're, they're solid at the back, but going forward, I mean, the difference between City and Liverpool going forward, creating chances, scoring goals, is miles apart. But, but could you say, Steve, that, that not playing well and finding ways to win and mm. using that desire and that passion and that spirit and that manager and those players, there's five games left. Maybe the, yeah. the, the, you know, the, 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 a midfield player will score again. Van Dijk will score a set piece. Somebody else will pop up. It seems to be... I, I totally agree with you, by the way. I totally agree with your assessment of Liverpool and City and how it's at the moment. City seem to be winning so comfortably and Liverpool are, are, are finding a way to win. But there's five games left. They can continue to do that. I just Are you discounting that spirit mm. a little bit, Steve? You know what I mean? And I, and I can sense it in your voice. I know, no, no, I know I, you want them to, to, to get there, but don't... I, you've got to... Do you I'm realize? Not I'm yeah. not discounting the spirit at all, Robbie. Mm. I'm just saying that that catches up with you when when you're continually when you're continually looking for an inspiration or a goal from nowhere or or something like that or a goal from a centre back. You're just not quite at your best, uh, yeah. and that doesn't seem to be the case with mm. with Manchester City, who 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 basically have, have got the edge because if they keep winning, they will win the league. And so you can't rely on that constantly. Mm. You know that, that sort of thing runs out eventually. And that's why I said you want to be smooth, you want everybody to be, to be at their best, and, and doing, it, doing it through a flow that Man City are doing. And that's why I kind of worry about Liverpool as far as the Premier League is concerned because they're relying on somebody producing something from nothing. And let's be honest, Mo Salah, as great as he has been, has not been in good form. Uh, and the fact that he took that goal so well against Southampton could be the could be the start of, of mm. the last piece of the puzzle mm. for Liverpool as far as the end of the year is concerned with the Premier League and the Champions League. But But when you're relying on something from nothing, that's not a good Difficult. place to be. Oh. Are we, not, are we not then sort of talking a little bit, and, and Jurgen Klopp sort of alluded to it as well, are we not ending up talking a little bit about style? City's dominance of football makes them look better, makes them look more in control. Even games they've lost, often they, they'll have 70% possession. And Jurgen Klopp said something after the game the other day, I thought it was very, very um, precise, in saying that Liverpool can't win the title playing City's way, they can win it their way. And I thought that that was quite a strong statement for him. Listen, if they've got to do it a little bit different, if they've got to stumble over or or, or, or pull something out from, like you say, a Henderson goal, a, a Cater goal, a, a Milner effort, a Van Dijk header, it might not be City's lovely possession football getting in behind, creating those chances, but it's kind of getting the results and, and doing it their the, the, way. 
the other thing, Rob, by the way, I mean, there's nothing to say that Liverpool, and I know we haven't seen this for, for quite a few mm. weeks now, click, but could Liverpool yeah. click, click again? Could they could click, click again? Well, these front three, you know, Absolutely. they all look dynamite. Mm. Mo Salah's really finding some form now, and they, and they get back to being yeah. really great Liverpool that we saw majority of last mm. season in terms of them going forward. Defensively, a lot better, of course, this season. But it's not to say they won't find top yeah. gear, Steve. Do you, do you think there's a possibility that, and maybe it's difficult because of the nerves and because of the situation, but maybe now they can click into top attacking gear? Well, I think the fact that it's the last goal the goalie did might mm. might mm. catapult him into the form that we know he's capable of. But all the things we're talking about now, we're saying Liverpool are stretching all the time. Mm. So when you're stretching all the time, that did that you ever win one, out. Steve? I mean, I mean, you won five of the things um, brilliantly that that team you win. Was there times that you weren't in great form, but you were getting results, and you just knew you had to get through that period? Were you were you always controlling games in the manner that you wanted? At this at this part of the this season, part of yes. season, you were yes, absolutely. Mm. This part of the season, we were in flow. I mean, a great example is in '86 when we pipped Everton for the title. Mm. We won 12 and drew one at the end of the season yeah. from being behind Everton. So that City form, really, you, you were in that kind of... Yeah, exactly. And so when, every time we stepped on the field, mm. there was no angst, there was no anxiety. And, and that's why I bring up the Henderson thing. You can yeah. see the anxiety and the, and, the, and the pressure releasing once he scores that goal. That's a tough way to do it. And that's not to say that that can't happen. Yeah. But all the times that I, I won the title with Liverpool, this time of the year, we were we were in a flow and we were just playing a football. Mm. And we kind of, because we were, psychologically, stepping on the field, we were comfortable. Yeah. It's fascinating. Liverpool right now, mm. when they step on the field, going forward, don't look comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Naby Keita, Steve, got a goal. Could he have an important role in the remaining games or is he going to be in and out? Is, is Klopp going to rotate different players for different situations? I'm just trying to think of something different that could spark something uh, maybe more attacking-wise goal threat from midfield. What, what have you felt about Naby Keita? Uh, I think Naby Keita was bought to do that, to yeah. get goals from midfield. No question. But it hasn't quite worked out yet whether he hasn't quite settled into the, into the way that, that, that Klopp wants to play. But I think going forward, and particularly when you score... Listen, when you score a goal, it, it, it changes your whole mindset. All of a sudden, mm. you think you can score every time you step on the field, as opposed to, I haven't got a goal yet. I was brought here. He knows he was brought here to, to, to score goals from the middle of the park because there's nobody else at Liverpool in the middle of the park is capable of doing that consistently. He, he did that in Germany in the Bundesliga. Hasn't quite managed to do it, but yes, maybe that goal... Mm puts him another step forward. Uh, the question is, because of that, will Klopp trust him more and move either Wijnaldum, Henderson or Milner? Because I think I think that's his preferred three. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of down to Klopp now to think, you know, if the front three are not quite at their best, can we get a goal from midfield? And maybe that's why he plays Keita, because he's capable... Hasn't quite shown it yet, other than the goal he got at the weekend, but it's an option. You talk about um, the players maybe not being as comfortable as, as maybe past teams at this stage of the season. I'd like to draw you to the manager, Steve, Jurgen Klopp, who I think has been excellent in, in the way he's managed the situation, managed the team, managed some of the expectancy around the football club, 
interviews after games. He, how how big a role could he have in in what's happening? Because because I just feel his experience is coming to the fore now. When maybe one or two others might have been picky, he came out this week and said we're on fire in training. Everybody's banging the groove and and all that all that positive stuff. That listen, training could be could be useless. But I think of the Liverpool fan and of your Liverpool player, you kind of have this belief in this guy that he's going to see you through. You know, on, on, on our show on ESPN Plus, we, ha- we have a, a German correspondent called Ralf Honigstein, and he mm-hmm. was saying that Klopp's way of doing it is actually telling the players, reminding the players that this is an opportunity. We can do this. We can win. Mm-hmm. We can win the Premier League. We can win the Champions League. The way I was brought up, it was the opposite. It was just the next game. You treat every mm. game as just the next game. You don't talk about what's at the end of the rainbow. You talk about what you have to do now. And that's how I was brought up. So every time we stepped on the field, it was about doing all the things that we had done during the year. And I guess I guess the question is, Liverpool haven't done it for so long, and these mm. players haven't done it. Yeah. That they don't understand what I was brought into. I was brought into that, you know, the reason we play the way we do is because it's been proven over the years that we keep doing what we do regardless of the situation, regardless of the opposition, you do what you do. Mm. And we knew that the end result would be winning the league because we'd been through it before. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure whether I think Klopp's going about it the wrong way, uh, but at the same time, because the players haven't been through it, maybe his mm. ideas. I keep giving him that carrot every time we step on the field. And as always, you know, time will tell whether he's gone about right, it the right yeah. way. But I just think he's he's telling them what's possible. He's telling yeah. them what's at the end of the rainbow. Um, it's interesting, yeah. Not the way I would do it. Mm. But not the way you would do it now, even with this group of players. Well, yes, because I think I think what you're all about, you know, we're in, we're in what, April? April, yeah, we've got and the things left, you've yeah. been doing since August are the reason why you're in the position you are because of what you've done previously. So I think to concentrate at what's at the end might not be the right way to go. I think you concentrate on what you're good at, regardless of who's in front of you, because that's what everybody knows. That's that's why you're in the position you are. I would tend to concentrate on that rather than you know keep mentioning. Mm. You know, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. Just concentrate on what's in front of you right now. Just just continuing on, on Jurgen Klopp. Now, I mean, he's done a remarkable job over a period of time of improving this team. Money's coming, of course, and he's, he's kind of built from the front to midfield to defenders to goalkeepers. They might lose the title, Steve, and still get 97 points in the Premier League. My question to you now is, if they don't win it, and if City win every single game and get 98 points and, and just pip the, the title uh, from Liverpool does Jurgen Klopp still have the X factor does the does the team does the city does or the red part of the city does the club still feel that Jurgen Klopp can get them up again can they go again can they retool in certain spots in midfield or wherever it might be to have another run at it or is there a sort of a, a point where you know his enthusiasm the way he coaches and the way he demands from his players is there a possibility of next season it might be hard to get them to this point again do you know what? Experience is a great thing. And having been through things, whether they go right or wrong, 
gives you gives you an answer to what may happen in the future. Mm. You know, maybe this time next year, if Klopp's in the same position, he doesn't do what we're talking about. He doesn't talk about the end of the rainbow. Mm. Maybe then he goes back to the old school of of in the moment. Mm. And not only that, the players themselves, if they don't win it, will have been through it. And they'll be able to sit back and reflect and say, OK, this is how I was thinking. You know, maybe Jordan Henderson's like, maybe I should have been a little bit calmer. Maybe mm. I should have been mm. a little bit more composed. And then that would have, in the long run, meant that the outcome is a better one. So, you know, you can you can always learn from every single thing that goes right, but you can certainly learn from things that go wrong. What's your gut telling you, Steve, right now? And we know, obviously, your Liverpool affiliation and, and what you've won at the football club. And I know it's, a, it's not an easy situation with a team as well as City. What's your gut saying with, with five or six to go? Um, my, gut tell is, my gut's telling me what we started talking about. Mm. The fact mm. that Manchester City have more goal scorers, I think, will be the deciding factor at the end of the day. Mm. Just before we move on for Liverpool, Rob, mm. uh, just I just want to get Steve's view on uh, Virgil van Dijk. I mean, you yeah. play with Alan Hansen, uh, Mark Lawrence, and some great Liverpool defenders. Um, we know it's kind of his first season in a bit, really. We know he's, you know, he's he looks so good. Can you compare? Do you want to compare, or do you just want to tell us what you think of Van Dijk right now? He's absolutely the closest thing Liverpool have had to Alan Hansen. Uh, mm. Listen, Alan Hansen. Oh. Alan Hansen could have worn the same jersey three games in a row, and you would never <laughs> have known he was actually had, had played a game. <laughs> And, and Virgil van Dijk looks the same. He makes things look so easy. He, Alan Hansen, no question, was the greatest reader of a game you ever mm. saw. Mm. And that's why he didn't have to swear, because he read it so early, he figured it out so early that, well, it, it never it, things never happened because he was there to nip it in the bud. And, that, and that's what Virgil van Dijk has done since he's come to Liverpool. Now, Hansen did it for a decade, yeah. Van Dijk's been doing it for mm. what twelve months. Twelve, just over so 12 months, eight if he months, yeah. if he continues to do it for a decade, then then we'll talk about him in the same breath. But no question, he he's as close to Alan Hansen as I've seen at Liverpool in a long, long time. Good stuff, excellent stuff. Liverpool still got it to do. Uh, we're going to move quickly on to FA Cup before we let you go, Steve, because we want to talk a little bit about Man City, obviously, getting the one they're winning against Brighton. Jesus getting the goal, lovely ball from De Bruyne. Watford coming back from 2-0 down. De La Feo bracing a Dini goal to get them to Wembley. Just going to concentrate our thoughts a little bit on City because, obviously... <laughs> They're in a position where they're going for four trophies, one in the bag already. Back-to-back titles it is a possibility. Something I think you've done in Liverpool, but it's been so difficult for teams to do down the track. What makes it so difficult? When you're so good, when you've had the, the confidence and, and you're in the groove like your, your Liverpool teams were, what made back-to-back the, the, the most difficult thing? Well, every time you step on the field, the opposition are playing against the best. And the only thing you know is that Regardless of the run they're on or the way they've been playing, it's a big deal for mm. the fans, for the players, for the coaching staff, everything. So every time so you the people raise the, the game when you come to town, basically. Hundred percent, absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the best way to, you know, every game's a cup final, um, and it and it takes a it takes a great squad, it takes a great eleven, and it takes a great. It takes a great strength of mind to be able to step on the field and be at your best mm. every single time you you step on that field. 
Uh, and there will be days, and there's not a team ever that hasn't stepped on the field on a certain day, and for some reason, everybody's not at it. And the only thing you know is that it's going to happen one day. Problem is, you don't know when it's going to happen. And for Man City, a great example would be losing the cup final against Wigan. You know, yes, they had possession that day, but they never created any, and Wigan stifled them. And I, I dare not mention it, but that's exactly what your Wimbledon <laughs> team did to us. I wondered when that and was then coming. You lose the game, and all of a sudden you're sitting in the dressing room losing the cup final yeah, or whatever, happen? thinking, how mm. did that happen? Mm. You know it's coming. Mm. You don't know when it's coming. You just hope it never happens. Are we on the verge of greatness with this team, Man City team, uh, Steve? I mean, uh, you know, from what they did last year, from breaking records, we know how difficult, and you know how difficult it is to win back to back. They've already won the League Cup. We'll see whether they win the FA Cup and the Champions League and uh, the league title this season. Do you think when you see them play, and of course you can go back a long way and you, you've got you know, so, some great comparisons you can make with Liverpool teams and United teams and Arsenal teams. And I know that, that maybe we need to see it over a period of time, but the second season now, the way that they play, the young players they've got, some of the goals that they scored, the entertaining style of football, it, is this team on the brink of something really special? Absolutely. I mean, as, as far as attacking football is concerned, they can they can do you every single way possible. They can go around you, they can go through you. I mean, you name it. This this team is capable of beating you. you how would you How would your best Liverpool team have got on against this, this team, Steve? I mean, you could defend, you could attack, would, you had I a would, bit of fight would, in midfield. Yeah, I, I would suggest that defensively we were, we were so good that we would have mm. stifled them. Um, in the middle of the park, you have to you have to kill them in the middle of the park. Mm. If you win the middle of the field, they don't yeah. have an opportunity to get the ball to Sterling or Aguero or Mares yeah. or, yeah. or all of these guys. If if you back off and you start playing the game on the edge of your box, you're mm. done. Yeah. They're just too good. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you look at the middle of the park. You know, they they've got David Silda. Uh, David Silva, uh, De Bruyne, who can who can do it all, and then they've got arguably the best defensive midfielder in the league in Fernandinho. But if you can somehow stifle that, you can get at them. Um, not easy. So yes, I've, this team's definitely on the edge of edge of greatness. I mean, if there's a team you don't want to play against right now, mm. it's got to be Manchester City. Uh, and listen, I've got I've got Barcelona's favourites to win the the Champions League. For one reason only, Messi. You take Messi mm. at that team, Man City are the best team. Mm. Yep, going for all four. Uh, still obviously got big Champions League game against Spurs this week. And, and look word on Watford just before we, we let you go. See, Watford, I mean, what a job he's done. Javi Garcia just under the radar. Great league form, sitting um, up there with the best of the rest. Now through to an FA Cup final after 2-0 down. I mean, some people are suggesting you know, at the start of the season that they could be a struggler. They've, they've been far from it. He's done a brilliant job there. No, he's done a fantastic job. You know, they've, 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 they've struggled to find the balance between being strong defensively mm. uh, as much as anything. You know, they, they can lose four or five goals. That's that's their biggest issue for me. You know they can create and they can score and they got. I mean Dini up front. I mean he's a classic mm. old school centre forward, but yeah. he's the guy that galvanises everybody. Uh, and without him, I don't think they're the same team. But 
I think, unfortunately for them, there's two things. They, they can lose a hat full of goals from nowhere. But also, this isn't a cup final where Man City are playing Wigan. Yeah. Man City know that Watford are capable of playing some great football and scoring goals. And I think that that kind of might put them on their toes a little bit more than maybe they were against Wigan. So it's hard yeah. to find an argument for Watford to, to beat City. But certainly they've got quality. I think they've got goals in them. Mm-hmm. I think just unfortunately they're, they're capable of losing goals as well. I just think when you when you think about what they've got, I think they're a great mix of physicality. Yeah, uh, some of the big guys, the yeah. Corey in midfield, they can mix Capone it a little bit, goal. can't they? And they could, make it, could they make it their kind of game? They, a little they, bit they, physical, they, a little bit counter attack. They can yeah. counter attack. Delafoe knows all about Barcelona. Mm. Knows all about Pep Guardiola. He he came on at an incredible mm. game against Wolves. They they'll have a chance there on the counter attack. Just just in terms of percentage chance. Just thinking of the FA Cup final now, Steve. Like, we know that City are going to be big, big favourites. What's the? Um, let's go around. Let's start with you, Robbie. What's the percentage chance that Watford lift that <laughs> title? Give us a percentage, because I know you're a bit. You know, you have some weird um, ones. Wh- what are you trying to say? Well, uh, Watford have a. Hey, let's make this. Let's make this really easy. Go on. They, they got a puncher's chance. Correct. That's Absolutely. They got a punch. They've got a ten percent puncher's yeah, chance. They got a puncher's chance. I'm giving them a little bit more than that, guys. I'm I'm giving them twenty. Good luck with that. Twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. Chance. Good, good, good luck with your twenty. I'll take your twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Steve. It's been brilliant to talk to you. Listen, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak to you somewhere down the road. Five games left. If Liverpool can get to that special day, May the twelfth, and still be in the race, it's going to be great for us all. Um, and let's see if City can do it. But it's great to speak to you, mate. Thanks, Stevie. Brilliant stuff. All mate. your experience. All, all, right, all, all no your know-how. We'll speak to you soon. And just a word now from our sponsors, Musty. So, texting and driving isn't just a dangerous problem; it's deadly. And if you drive while distracted, you're three times more likely to crash. But far too many people still don't recognise the dangers. Did you know that when you send or receive a text, you take your eyes off the road for about five seconds? And at 55 miles per hour, that's like driving more than the length of a football field with your eyes closed. Between 2012 and 2017, nearly 20,000 people died in crashes involving a distracted driver. And if your own safety isn't enough reason to stop driving while distracted, here's another one. It's also illegal. That's why cops are writing tickets to anyone caught texting while driving, and they're doing it to save lives. So remember, if you text while driving, you will get caught. Okay, my friend. Wow. Let's move it on to another Mm -hmm. tremendous race uh, in the Premier League this season. The race for fourth. And just when you think that you you see a team that's that's ready to do it, uh, they trip up. Arsenal, away at Everton. We know that Arsenal's away form hasn't been the best. They've been brilliant at home, but they've struggled yeah. away from home. They've struggled to find the right balance. I still thought, though, with, with you know, recent performances and the confidence from, from, from great wins at home, that they would put that right. They didn't, Rob. Mm. Give, me, give me your reasons. Well, give me, I mean, you know, what, what is going on? Well, so first of all, let, 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 let's, let's just get the first thing out. Ridiculous race for fourth, by the way. Ridiculous yeah, race. I mean, yeah. how can any week that you can put with with any surety, no. you know, United were there a little while ago, Arsenal were there a little while ago, Chelsea are in there now. I mean, Spurs at one time were looking at, I mean, just any any anybody could be there. But let, let's concentrate a little bit on Arsenal, as you say. I always think the true measure of a team, Rob, that when you get to really understand a team, is sometimes difficult times on the road. 
that's mm. when it really matters. That's when you've not got all your fans. That's when you're not at home. That's not when you're slept in your own bed. That's when lots of all the little bits and things that, that go behind the scenes that people don't really think about or know about happen. But you're away from home and you've got to find a result. There's something about Arsenal that that, that, that doesn't turn up on those days. It's not quite solid enough for you. That just that just sees those moments out, that just digs in deep and, and finds a way. And we've seen at home and we've seen a strength and we've seen Unai Emery improve this football club and I still think he has. But the, there's something about when you go away from home, when, it, when it's difficult and you have to dig in and, you, and, and, and your lungs are bursting and you've got to get the block, there's just something about Arsenal that doesn't quite happen in those moments and that's why we're talking about an Arsenal who are... Fifth or sixth, and instead of an Arsenal that are second or third. Let's just give a little bit of data and thank Robbie up because it's always good to do that. Okay, Arsenal, tenth best away record in the Premier League, only nineteen points from fifteen mm. matches. They've lost seven of the last eleven on the road in all competitions, and only mm. only one of only two teams in English top four tiers without an away clean sheet. Uh, Ipswich Town uh, being the only other team. Is it the, the, the we, we we heard from um, Unai Emery afterwards, and you know it looked like last time we spoke about Arsenal that he was <laughs> yeah, dragging yeah. him, he's dragging mm, him into the yeah. top four, and deserves a lot of credit for that. Mm. Is the balance? Is the team balance seems to be? I mean, he said it afterwards. He said in the first half we had five at the back, didn't yeah. look great at uh, creating anything going forward, and then he made some changes. Aaron Ramsey comes into the match, Obama Yang, and they go to a back yeah. four. They look better with the ball, mm. but it's incredibly vulnerable without it. Yeah. Isn't it his job, Rob? over a period of, of, of this season now to find the right formula, to find the right system, the right uh, players within it to do yeah, a better job than but, that. But are, are, are you saying this is just based on, on formula and tactics? Because I don't. I, I, where I disagree, this is about people, Rob. This is about what's inside so you're you, what's saying in what, your whatever guts. he does, I, I don't it's think not, he, it's not yeah. important as the, as the actual players turning the people, up and rolling the their people who he's, yeah, The people who he's working with you, are not solid enough Listen, we sat for hours talking with Lee Dixon about that old back four, and we shouldn't keep comparing to them. But the, 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 the nature of the people, the character of the people who were in those sides, who kept clean sheets, who would give their life to stop the ball going into the net, mm. they haven't got that player there, Rob. They haven't got enough of those players there that, that are going to find your way to, to, to yeah. keeping clean sheets, to being forth, to being consistent away from them. I mean, this group should be slightly embarrassed. You, you say it's data in fact. You, you're spot on. Lost seven of the last 11 on the road. I mean, mm. basically means oh, when, when they're not at home, it doesn't really, they're not really at I, I look through the team, Rob, okay, because I, I thought the same thing. Like, like yeah. who, who out there is mm. going to be grabbing the, the, the team and, and like, and, and trying to pull it around and turn things yeah. around. And let's just go through of him. The goalkeeper's kind of new, Leno, difficult mm. to do it from that position. Mustafi, maybe he's got some leadership uh, potential. Mm. Um, Socrates, Monreal, a little bit. Maitland-Niles, young player, no. Yeah. Mohamed Nani, no. Genduzi's 19-year-old, brilliant player, but he's not going to get the game by the scruff of his neck. No, Kalasinac, probably not. Mkhitaryan, no. Ozil, forget about it. And Lacazette as a striker, probably not. Is it lacking some steel... To, to to point the finger, particularly in these mm. in these away games. Okay, let me let me throw one name in one that Lucas Torreira, little fighter, little yeah. guy in midfield who can maybe is he a kick leader? it off. Is it is it too? Uh, it's too I think early he could grow into a leader. He's a bit early, but yeah. I think can, these leadership qualities there. Let me tell you who for me totally encapsulates what Arsenal are about: Skodran Mustafi. 
right there. <laughs> Scrooge and Mustafi is everything. On his day, Rob, in the right environment, yeah, he can look, at he the can Emirates, look he can look like a warrior. And other days, Rob, away from home, when it's not, when he goes in the corner, when he's got to go thing, I ain't so sure about him. I'm not 100%. And he mirrors the team. There's your leader. There's your international guy. There's your voice at the back. There's your, your rock who you start to build off. He should be the Van Dyke. He should be the, the company. Mm. He should be that guy, John Terry. You, you name him, name him, name him. This guy, I'm not sure about, Rob. Week in, week out, more often than not. How many times does he come off injured? How many times does he roll him around in yeah, the ground? Yeah. I'm, I, this is, he totally tells me what Arsenal are about right now. Good days, great. Bad days, don't see him. I think you're talking about the next guy we should talk about, Mesut. Mm. Mesut, just when you think <laughs> that, the, wow, the penny's uh, dropped a little bit, the manager relationship seems to be stronger, manager talking a lot of good mm. things about um, what he's doing, more tactically um, uh, yeah. disciplined, the uh, working the better. Yeah. Now, and I'm not sure I'm totally right here pulling out Mesut Ozil because I'm not sure anybody no. played particularly well going forward. No. But of course he comes off, he throws his jacket... Where are we with Mesut Ozil? Are we, are we in a situation where he can't play in some away I, I, games? I think he's the most expensive yeah. player. Like he's um, not going to play every game, particularly away from him, because you don't know if you're going to get his, his his incredible talents. You're going to get him at home for the majority of time, but not away. Well, well he's and probably thinking, Rob, like, why, why am I the one? You know, what, 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 why am I the, sca- the scapegoat? Was he bad in I, this I game? Think it, I think at some point, Rob, you have to decide if if, if you're Unai Emery. I'm going to port with him and I'm going to work with him and I'm going to see it through and obviously there's, there's some not great days, maybe away from home, or do I say, you know what, you're playing X amount of games and certain games away from home, you're just not, you're not, you're not the guy. I think you've got to make a call and then you've got to live with your call. Do, do, do you stay with him? Do, do, do you want him? Do, do you believe in him? Do you think he's going to get better with time, with keep getting on his back? Or do you say in the end, you know what, I'll go for a little less ability, but a little bit more drive, a little bit more more steel around around the place. N- knowing the manager, and I think we know what he's like mm. now, you know, Emery. We know what what sort of players, yeah. what sort of teams he likes. If you can kind of fast forward and imagine a future winning yeah. Arsenal, I'm not sure Ozil's in it. Is it, is it I just, no. I just, mm. don't, you know, a new. I Arsenal. think he likes football. No, the, yeah, the new Arsenal. I think he likes the football side. I think he appreciates. No, what but who, he can, can who give. cares about the football side? It's, it's the well, total. A new side. Arsenal. You still got. I'm win. saying about a new you, Arsenal, a new, yeah. um, a new, you know, Emery. Uh, uh, Arsenal of next season with new players, with a new drive. With, well, you've with got a £300,000 a week problem, Rob. I know you have. And I'm not so, saying it's so, going to be easy to get rid of him. I'm just trying to... So he might have to be part of the new. It might not be as, as bright, shiny new as you want, but you might have to be part of the new. You remember, you're losing Ramsey out of there. Mm. The, other, the others are very young. Jack has probably maybe grown up and matured a little bit, but Torreira and Genduzzi and people, they're, they're not El Nenny. Not, you're not sure you've got too many old heads, you know, solid 26, 27-year-olds, good experienced players. So I just think that you might have to work with Ozil. Unfortunately, if you were the man, what you've got. How, how hard would you try to move him on? And I know it's difficult. I know you have to subscribe subscri- uh, the, the fee or whatever because his yeah. wages are so high, so you must have given him away for free. I, I, would, I would keep him. Or you, you'd keep him. I would you'd still keep work him. with him. 
I'd work with him, mate. Yeah, I think I would. I think for the football ability, I've got to try and find a way and get more out of him and find a system that, that can accommodate mm-hmm. him. But I think I've got to... It's interesting, right? Because I was, I was talking to one of my friends um, the other day and we were talking about players like that. And he, and he was talking about Jesse Lingard. And he was saying how important Lingard can be for United and can be this. And I, and, and I was thinking, I said, Do you know what? What's interesting? You're right. Jesse Lingard works hard, good without the ball, you know, often sets the counter-attack press and all that. I said, but... Mesut Ozil's a different league to Jesse Lingard. In terms of football, absolute different gravy, mm. Mesut Ozil, in terms of that. But that doesn't mean he's a better player. It doesn't mean he's more effective. Mm. But Mesut Ozil, in terms of pure football, yeah, is another level to Jesse Lingard. But what we just got, I've got to get more out of him. I've got to find a way of getting more out of him. Just switching over to Everton, Rob. Um, mm. <laughs> they deserve some credit. You know, yeah. we've we've been tough on them at times. We've questioned certainly the quality of the attacking players and the yeah. consistency of the attacking players. Theo Walcott is now out of the side. Richarlison's playing on the right. Bernard's playing on the left. Gilfie Sigurdsson's had a good season, 12 goals, I think, and four yeah. assists. So he's he's done well. Dominic Cavaloon's looked better. Is Marco Silva start, finally starting to find some rhythm, some consistency, uh, and better defensively, much better defensively mm. recently? Well, I think any any sort of form they can keep now till the end of the season, Rob, is going to just lighten the, the sort of pressure that was building up early in the year. I think gives him a little bit of time, a bit of belief in the group. And as we've said, and I think we, we're not sort of talking now that things are... We think there's a good coach in there. Mm. But now he's got to start to prove it. It's no use keep, keep being saying and talking the game and, not, and your team are not producing. Mm. Um, and so... He'll get the summer, hopefully. He'll probably get a little bit of money to spend. He's got a wheel and deal. He needs to find a centre-forward still. Still yeah. not sure that, 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 that that's correct. There's some other good parts in the team that I think can get better and improve um, and, and find the, the, the system that works for them. But I still think there's positive signs for Everton um, if, if the manager can, can, can get some things right. A couple of things for me. First of all, great credit, by the way, of turning things around. Because when you play at home and you, you've got no confidence and that, and yeah, that crowd there mm. is so close to the pitch and yeah. it's kind of ooze and ahs and give the ball away, it's tough to turn that around in the same mm. season. And it looks like he's doing it. He said afterwards, he talked about, we look like a solid team and a creative team. And that's about it, really. Yeah, you know, most managers want start, that. That's yeah. a great start for a, for a team. Now, all, all I would say is, this is a nice little run. This is a really good run, signs of improvement. Yeah. Got to keep it going. Yeah. Show us, Marco Silva, yeah. that you can you can motivate this group. You can continue this form. Confidence will be higher. The fans you've built up credit now with the fans at Goodison Park. They're going to give you more time and, and patience and more positive feeling. Can yeah. you keep it going? I think still think, and I, I, they're not going to get rid of him or whatever. But no. it would be great, and it's important if he finishes strongly. Finish yeah. the season strongly. Threaten that seventh spot. Get up there, and well, then know you know with new players, with new ninth confidence. Now. Yeah. But you, you know, know, just point. Yeah, there's a point behind last year with seven forty-seven, Wolves forty-six. Tight. I mean, best of the rest is absolute. Is is yeah. a step forward for Everton from where they wanted to be and where they've been this season. Mm. And, and you're right; it, it's a chance for him to, to build a bit can, of confidence. Do you think he can be consistent? Do you think he's is he, he's got over a hurdle at some point where now they can kind I of do and, and you know what it might, it might not do him any harm Robert to, to go through a little bit of those tough times have to learn about himself have to learn a little bit about players might have to be ruthless with one or two who are ageing out to the football club who've been great servants it's probably time to, to freshen up with, with some of them um, and, and he's got some good young players if they can bring in one or two um, decent names they, they, 
there's a bright there's a bright future for Everton. Yeah, I like to see improvement. Three wins, yeah. three clean sheets. Mm. And by the way, just finally on them, flashes of really good football. Mm. That's what the Everton fans yeah. want. They don't want to grind. They, they they want some. There was some silky movements, some understanding, some combination play. Sigurdsson involved, much happier playing as a number ten. Andre Gomez, you know, from from a little bit deeper in midfield. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that was impressive for me. Like, wow, there's there's the, the kind of. You know, some signs there of some really good chemistry amongst Old those Jaggy Elkin as well. I thought he, on, he was on the Zimmer frame, but he got himself yeah. in the box and, yeah. and he poked one in. Absolutely. So, yeah, well done to Everton. Mm. Um, let's talk to this, the other team, Rob, who've now moved into uh, third place in the league. Chelsea. I mean, is it all about Hazard? I mean, he he's the story of the day. Two goals. The first goal, absolute brilliant, um, mm. unique Football from from a, a man who's just blessed with with, with unbelievable skill, strength, speed. Um, all the talk, Rob, seemed to be after the game of whether Chelsea can keep hold of him. Does it? Do you get the sense that it it it, it looks like he's going to be gone in the summer? Really? Yeah, I really do. Mm. I really do. And it's sad for for of course Chelsea. Sad for the Premier League. Sad for us. Sad for me. Mm. I just. I just love watching this guy. I've loved him for for such a long period of time now. Consistently yeah. looks great. Consistently beats players. Consistently has a tremendous attitude and mentality towards the game. Um, a wonderful goal today. Yeah. But he doesn't owe Chelsea anything. He's had seven years, five major t- titles, individual awards. You know, c- incredibly consistent. Um, and and when you're running into your last year of your contract. And he's talked about going and playing uh, for Zinedine Zidane, a hero of his for, for a long time. Um, and and the, the lure of Real Madrid and building a new team, Real Madrid. It just m- makes sense in some ways that this is going to be the time that he's going to go. If you keep him after the summer, then, of course, his fee dwindles massively. Oh. January, you could lose him From for next free. January, yeah, next the Ramsey summer. situation, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah awesome. so you could have another yeah. Ramsey situation. So mm. I, I think he will go. Um, but it's a shame because just magnificent yeah. goal, just a great low right. centre of gravity, brilliant with his left foot. He takes the shot early. He's so quick in terms of acceleration. The little shuffle between left and right foot to get through uh, the mm. back line of West Ham was, was amazing. And it was just a stunning goal. I, I didn't think it was the whole story. The changes to the team. Yeah. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. That, yeah. To be fair, we've been calling for for a while Yeah, now. get him into team. Yeah, let's and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Callum yeah, Hudson-Odoi. I've got to say, I'm surprised. Surprised he started but him. Like, pleasantly both surprised. Both Willian and Pedro started on the bench. Yeah, and that's okay. And, Absolutely and, and Hudson-Odoi okay. brings you something different. He brings mm. you a dribbling ability. He can beat a last player and assist for goals. He can score goals. He's always looking towards the end. He had an opportunity to score a goal. So mm. I thought those two were a story. But the biggest story outside of Hazard was Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Robbie Yeah. And, and, and all round midfield display of power. confidence of power of power skill house, by the way. Yeah. of engine by the way getting forward yeah. and making yeah. forward runs as a goal threat and being involved in the play because in midfield mm. as we well know sometimes you know the game can can, can, can go by you by, a little yeah. bit, drift by yeah. you a little bit and Kovacic mm. to be fair and you've said it millions of times yeah. that happened too many times where there's not, not enough difference in midfield Correct. he's different he's yeah. different even different to Ross Barkley just what the he size can do. and yeah, yeah. The, the, the skill he looks like Hazard looks like he likes playing with him they link like all the time relate. yeah look look for each other it's interesting you say that Rob because I, t- I agree with both and I was pleased to see both players being given the start and whether they'll play in Europe there's obviously a big game against Liverpool 
coming up. You know, the manager may decide to either bring one in or, or, or bring the likes of uh, Pedro and William in. But what I also thought today is both of them at, at times, um, and probably more Hudson Adoy than Loftus Cheek. Part of what why I want them in the team because they need to. What's the right word? Understand first team football. Hudson Adoy does a couple of things that that are a little bit naive. There's times when there's a flowing move and he, he, he doesn't quite realise that's the time just to move the ball on and it, it, mm. it's, it's a quick counter-attack. Or he might dribble on, down a cul-de-sac at the wrong time. And those are things you can't... You, you, you can sit down with so much of them, but you need to have games to do that. It, it's game-match experience. And, 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 I, and I point back to... I think we, we spoke about it before... Uh, Mark Bright, one of my very good friends, he, he looks after the development side of Crystal Palace. And when Loftus Cheek was there, he said to me, This guy is an absolute Rolls Royce. The only thing he's missing is game experience. He said he doesn't mm. know how to manage a game properly. Mm. Mm. So as soon as he gets that, he said, You've got, mm. you've got an absolute start. Do you think he's going to keep playing him, Rob? Do you think, I mean, he came off with about, was it 70 minutes? Yeah, he came off yeah, the game. Him, yeah. Is, um, um, is he going to be the is... first choice for that spot now going forward? I think he gets a chance from now to the end of the season. Now, the Liverpool game is going to be interesting, Rob, because that's a big one. Does he trust him in those in those situations? Does he just say, yeah. OK, or does he go the other way, play the experienced player, yeah. maybe give him 20 minutes at the end? Who knows? I'd like to see him continue to play as long as his form keeps good and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's looking confident. Let him go if, if he can go the eight games. They can go two games a week, those, those kids. Antonio Rudiger. Mm. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I think he's one of the today. best defenders in the Premier League. Good athlete, good athlete. Tough as tough as old well. boots. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's a good. He's kind of a bit of a throwback, isn't he? Like just wants to defend. He just wants to defend. Defender. There aren't many of them around. So I thought he was good. Other end of the field of, of field of play. Striker issue for Chelsea Football Club. Mm, Robbie Hill. Do they yeah. still have one? Yes, they still have one. To to be where they want to be, Rob. To to do what they want to do. To, to have the likes of Eddie Hazard want to stay with the football club and not feel he wants to move, they haven't got the, the centre for you who can deliver what they need to deliver. Higuain is, 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 is a very good 18-yard box finisher at the he's highest te- level in Europe. He's a technical, technical footballer. But he isn't, his, his game, as, as, as it is, is not totally suited to the Premier League in the way that, that, that Chelsea would need. If you're going to um, challenge for titles, you've got to have some pace in behind. You've got to have a little bit sharper movement. Mm. You've got to be able to, to threaten behind defenders, not just linking the play up in front of them. Um, listen, sorry, knew him. He went with what he knew. He, he, he's given him a little, little bit of a goal threat, but... There ain't technically better finisher. There ain't a lot between him and Giroud. You know, just thinking forward to Chelsea, Rob, and if they do lose Eden Hazard, mm. there could be a potential transfer ban as well. Yeah. Is this going to be a period of transition, a difficult period for Chelsea, that all those champions of your Drogba's and your Terry's and your mm. Lampard's and now your Hazard's, all, all those you know, really, really top players have kind of yeah. left your club. Is it going to take a while and great recruitment to get Chelsea to the very top again? Because I kind of it feel could. it is. I feel it like, could, wow, but, they got, but, it's a difficult job now for somebody going forward to get difficult. them back to the top. I mean, the two, the, the, the two window ban, I'm, I think they're appealing and we'll hear over the next week or so how that, how that all goes, might end up be, becoming one. In a strange way, Robbie Musto, the, 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 the fate of football might just have dealt Chelsea a hand. It might just say, you know what? Let's have, let's take a look at this. Let, let's rethink this a little bit. Let, let, let's the Loftus Cheek start a season. You know, you're you're my guy. 
the, the, the Hudson Adoys, you know, Pulisic coming into the football yeah. club. Go and buy a centre forward. All of a sudden, that looks very different. Put Kante next to them. Whether Jorginho's the right man or not, let's see with that. Go and find another centre back to, to play with Rudiger. Is Emerson your better left back than Alonso, or do you have to go and go and find one or bring one? All of a sudden, Rob, that could look very different. It mm. could be. It could be. Uh, Quicker, it could be yeah, younger, younger, it could be more, more mobile, energy. it yeah. could be okay, and it's going to make some mistakes and it might have a bit of inconsistency, but it might come again mm. to, to, to back to the days that we saw. Because what, what Chelsea need to do is go and find the next John Terry, who's that guy next to you, go and find the Lampard, go and find the Jogba, and he might be a 24 year old in French football that needs a year or 18 months to, to develop. Mm. But the problem is. <laughs> They're probably going to lose their star man. And it was interesting when Mauricio Sarri was asked after the game, you know, what's the value of, of Enin Hazard and what's the chances of him staying at the football club? This was, this was his response. As you know, he has been linked with Real Madrid and the sum of £100 million has been mentioned. When you see a goal and performance like that, does that seem too cheap to you? It's too cheap. In this market, it's, uh, it's too cheap. What can you do as the coach to fight to keep him here at the club? What can you actually do? I cannot do anything, I think. Because uh, the club uh, agrees uh, with me, and so if but uh, if uh, Eden uh, want, wants to to make another uh, experience, it's very difficult to keep him. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult to keep him. Mm. I mean, sorry was 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 happier in this interview, of course. Uh, the pressure's off a little bit. He's turned uh, kind of a, a nasty... Uh, even just a few weeks ago, Rob, there was yeah. a lot of nastiness in the something? stands. Yeah, yeah. Cardiff, where they didn't play well, come mm. back and win the game late on, and, and he continues, he continues. So we'll have to wait and see with Chelsea. I mean, they've still got a great chance of top four, Rob. You yeah. know, if if the goal's in midfield, if they think, if a Giroud plays up front, or if Hazard continues on... I mean, it's such a hard call at the moment to try and pick those yeah. top four. Anything different... Um, from this weekend that, that as you change in your kind of prediction well, Chelsea going there you know 66 points yeah. down from 33 games United with a, with a game in hand but I think that's the, 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 the derby five points behind now Rob and, and I had United in there so that's yeah. five point five yeah. point gap but they do Arsenal play Chelsea 63. they do they play do... Chelsea at home yeah, so, so that can knock them. They can correct. find a way of, of overcoming yeah, Chelsea have got some diff- difficult matches they've got Liverpool away mm. as well Yeah, I think Spurs you know, they're on 64 points right now after 32. I still feel Spurs are going to be there. I'm not changing. I'm not changing, yeah. which, which yeah. means that I think that that Spurs and United will Spurs be... Spurs and United will find a Chelsea way. and Arsenal will miss out. But, I mean, you know, who knows? With no, with no surety no, absolutely at this point. No, very and by next, week, by next week, I will have definitely changed. I'll probably have Leicester, <laughs> Leicester coming close by then. Yeah. But uh, as ever, mate, it's been a, a busy week uh, of football. Um, we've got a, a big Champions League week coming up, so look out for a podcast on that one. But that's it from us for now. But as ever, we always want to hear from you, our listeners. So download the two Robbies and rate and review the show. And this week, we want to know which two teams you think will finish third and fourth in the Premier League. Me and must are going Tottenham and Manchester United. But you tell us who you think are going to finish in those two Champions League places. Tell us why you think that and we'll read out the best couple of responses on our next Premier League podcast. So, on a weekend when Liverpool go to the top, when Man City and Watford go to the final and Chelsea go to their team's best player to win the game against West Ham. Remember that podcast after Thursday's games, quarterfinals in the Champions League and Arsenal-Chelsea in the Europa League. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Good night.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.